friends, and welcome to an episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin, which is a Cleveland sports podcast where I rant about whatever's in the title and have lively discussions with guests from time to time. So I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy. I usually try not to get worked into a shoot over things that really don't make a lot of sense logistically. But here I am, completely worked into a shoot over a tweet by John Morosi saying, and here I'll read it out, Jose Ramirez could be available at the MLB trade deadline with Cleveland losing tonight for the fifth time in six games and falling to 500. Ramirez's contract includes an affordable team options for 2022 and 2023, so the club could wait until the offseason to move him. And then he tagged the MLB Network. Just the idea of the Cleveland Indians slash Cleveland Guardians trading Jose Ramirez. God, I would be so angry. So fucking angry if they would do something like that. It would be the worst thing that they could possibly do. I don't care who they potentially get back in a trade. You know, they Morosi talked about potentially Seattle being one of those teams. And he says, and I'll read the tweet, The Mariners are one team to watch on Jose Ramirez. Seattle has a rich farm system and flexibility at second and third in the near and medium term. Uh, their GM always, it always is ready to deal. And if he makes a significant move, it needs to be a, it needs to be for a controllable player. Just the idea of Jose Ramirez not being part of a baseball team that plays in Cleveland, it, it, it just makes zero sense to me. And even the stupid speculation from, you know, a, a, a tweet that, you know, on the outside would make a lot of sense. You know, the Indians, they're 500 now. I mean, it's been an awful month for them. You know, they they've lost three... Their top three starting pitchers, Shane Bieber, Aaron Savali, and Zach Plesek, for basically two months now. I mean, Plesek just got back, but he missed two months. Shane Bieber's going on his second month of missing time, along with Aaron Savali. And, you know, Framil Reyes missed six weeks. Eddie Rosario's been banged up this whole month, and he hasn't been playing. He's been on the, the IRR or IL for, what, multiple weeks now. So, you know... Them trading away guys at the deadline, maybe a Rosario once he gets healthy, you know, a team trades for him, as a, a bat to put in their lineup for the playoff run. Uh, Cesar Hernandez would make a lot of sense. Uh, switch hitter, second baseman, who's shown that he's hitting for power this year. So, you know, a, <clears throat> a power hitting short or second baseman who's a switch hitter, pretty valuable. Along with maybe, you know, Roberto Perez, who is, you know, has a team option for next year, but it's like $8 million, and I don't think that they're going to, um, you know, accept that that team option when you have Austin Hedges, which who defensively gives you the same type of play, and offensively, you know, is capable of, of hitting for power, like... Uh, um, uh, Roberto Perez does and neither one of those guys hit for a high average so it's just like you you have them to call games specifically 
but the Jose Ramirez thing, I'm just so angry that even that tweet, like, like it should be obvious that the Indians should not trade Jose Ramirez at all. If anything, this is the perfect opportunity for them to sign him long term. And hear me out. This is probably the most important part of this rant, this me getting worked into a shoot, whatever. This is the most important part right here. The Cleveland Indians are known for having guys get called up for their team, for the Indians, play X amount of years, and then eventually get traded away for prospects. They did it with Lindor. They did it with everybody else's fan favorite, Victor Martinez. You know, Brantley left. They let him walk. Um, you know, Kluber, same thing. Cliff Lee. I mean, we all know the names. CeCe Sabathia. We all know the names of all the guys that came through the Indians organization and then had a lot of success here and then ended up getting shipped out for X, Y, or Z. And for the most part, those trades have worked out. I mean, we are still going to see the the aftermath of the Bartolo Cologne trade. The Indians traded Cologne to to the Expos. They got guys like Grady Sizemore back, Brandon Phillips, Cliff Lee, Lee Stevens. They ended up trading Cliff Lee to Philly for a package that included Carlos Carlos Carrasco. Now Carrasco was part of the Lindor trade with the Mets, so those guys who were involved in that trade kind of continue the lineage of the Bartolo Colon trade. But this is the perfect opportunity for the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland baseball team, the, the Dolans, the Guardians, to say, we're leaving all that bullshit in the past. The Cleveland Indians would have traded Jose Ramirez away for a bunch of prospects who may or may not work out. Who knows? But the Cleveland Guardians... What do they do? They sign their guys long-term. They don't, you know, they're fairly competitive when it comes to re-signing fan favorites, re-signing multiple-time All-Stars, re-signing someone like Jose Ramirez, who's been a top three MVP candidate for multiple seasons. We're talking about a, what, three- or four-time All-Star. We're talking about someone who was third in MVP two or three times in his career already. Fans know that Jose Ramirez is the best player on the Indians. They knew he was the best player even when Francisco Lindor was on the team. So to trade Jose Ramirez when his contract next year is, what, 8 to eight to $12 million, two team options that are extremely affordable, just because this year is a... I would say a very fluky year when it comes to injuries. I mean, the the fact that the Indians didn't have any starting pitching yet are still 500 at this point, I would say that's a massive success. Uh, imagine them not having... Imagine if they had Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali and Zach Plesek these last two months. Imagine if they were all healthy and made their normal allotted starts. This team would maybe be the number one or number two wild card and potentially be, what, two, two and a half games back of the White Sox. 
I mean, if that, if, you know, they win a few games against the White Sox with everybody healthy, I mean, you lose Framil Reyes when he's playing at an all-star level. Um, again, freak injuries. Plezak, what, breaks his thumb, taking off his shirt. Reyes swings out a pitch and he pulls his oblique or whatever. And, you know, Shane Bieber's pitching against the Mariners. And then it's just like, hey, he's got a bum shoulder. They took him out. He's got shoulder stiffness, and it's next thing you know, he's out for two months now. Aaron Savali, one pitch away from finishing the fifth inning against the Cubs in Wrigley Field, and he throws one pitch, and he sprains his middle finger. Like, there's such freak injuries that uh, none of these are weird lingering injuries that, that should affect these guys long term to where you know, trading guys and completely rebuilding makes up, it doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense to me. And the fact that this team, this, the ownership said, all right, for this year, because we lost X amount of, you know, millions of dollars last year because of the pandemic and not having fans and whatever. And the, you know, the cap was, you know, still fairly high or not cap but like payroll the pay their payroll was still you know pretty decent and pretty high you have so what we're gonna do is we're gonna drop all the way down to like 40 million 38 million be the second lowest uh payroll in major league baseball and then you know so we could catch up one year all right fine you're you do that you're whatever now you have an opportunity where you just announced your name change you you it's been it's been reported multiple times that they're looking for a minority ownership you know person to kind of increase their cash flow if you do that and you would think that with a them and the like the Dolans looking for a minority owner going hey we are going to be the guardians going forward it should be a little bit easier to find someone who's willing to go, all right, this is what the name is, all right, and I'll put my money towards this, instead of the weird limbo of like, well, what's the name? Maybe they don't want to be associated with the Indians. You know, the weird, like, kind of dance you have to do as, as, you know, business people, I guess. I don't know. But you cut the, pay you cut the payroll all the way down for this year so you could catch up you're obviously going to increase it next year and the years going forward well by 2023 free agency when jose ramirez is a free agent you should be you should be right there back to maybe it maybe it's not the 120 million dollar payroll that the indians had in 2016 and 2017 but it should be a decent amount, you know, maybe like ninety million, which still ranks, you know, bottom ten in the major leagues. But it's extremely doable for a team that has, you know, a team that's willing willing to compete, which I think they will as long as they have Frank Conan in, in the front office, you know, with them. Um, that should easily you should easily be able to set aside twenty. Five million dollars, twenty eight, thirty million dollars, over, you know, for like five, six years each year, for Jose Ramirez, 
to sign him long term for him to be look he's the face of the Cleveland Guardians like I said the Indians the Indians would have traded Jose Ramirez away because they couldn't afford him but the Guardians they re-signed their guys they re-signed their fan favorite guys they re-signed the guys where you can go out and get a Guardians jersey and a jar, uh, and a Guardians t-shirt uh, for Jose Ramirez you can go get a hat and go this is this is our guy. This Jose Ramirez is always going to be on our team. He's going to always hit third and play third for our team. And I think it's such an important like brand thing. It, it, it it's part of this rebrand that I don't think a lot of people are, you know, truly thinking about. The Indians and the Indians and I, I what I mean, well, what I meant is like the Dolans. They have a perfect opportunity to completely rebrand their image. For the most part, I think people are okay with the the Guardian's name. Um you know, but there is also a part of the you know, the fan base that isn't happy that the name is changing. They've always known the Indians and they've always loved the Indians and they probably will continue to love the Indians. There's a another part of the fan base that doesn't like the Guardians name, um, but knew that it was coming. They just don't like the name. They just don't like the Guardians name. They but like I said, they'd rather have it the Spiders, whatever. And I think there's a part of the part of the fan base, and I would say I would I'm kind of part of that. This one where it's it is what it is. The name is what it is, but. You know, the Guardians is definitely not, like, the worst name they could have chosen. And I think for the most part, you know, it's just the fact that this is even running through my head. That the Indians slash Guardians or whatever, I mean, for right now, they're the Indians. That the Indians could be potentially trading Jose Ramirez. It just makes me sick. It literally makes me sick. And whether the Indians or the Guardians, if they trade Jose Ramirez after, once you've basically freed up all this payroll for years going forward, and you can't re-sign him, it it just, it doesn't make sense to me. I just don't understand it. And I think this offseason is a perfect time to work on this extension and I think it's their it should be their number one I I don't think they can go into 2022 without Jose Ramirez signing a long-term extension a Jose Ramirez extension should be should be the same news day as you know when they roll out all of their new guardian stuff so whenever that is they should be like here's all our new guardians uh, jerseys and hats and memorabilia and t-shirts and also we signed Jose Ramirez to a five-year extension you know he gets paid I mean he's been drastically underpaid his entire career he gets paid he gets long-term uh, money I, I don't see the uh, I don't see the risk in signing him long-term when it, it's probably only going to be a five or six year extension anyways because Jose's already 28 years old by the time he gets free agency he'll be either 30 31 
Um, and at that point, even at 35, 36 years old, he's a switch hitter. He's a natural hitter. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. That shouldn't significantly, it, it shouldn't, you know, significantly decline his uh, his bat to the point where he's a liability, you know, late in his career. And he plays a position like third base where even at, you know, 34, 35 years old, it shouldn't really affect him, you know, the, to the to the degree as a long-term deal for a Francisco Lindor type player who, you know, after, you know, at the in the ninth year of his contract when he's is 35, 36 years old trying to play shortstop, maybe the range isn't there um and and stuff like that. Maybe he has to move to second, maybe he has to move to third, who knows at that point, but <clears throat> it, it's just so frustrating that this even has to be brought up or said or whatever because it's just oh my god i'm just so fucking pissed that even that that this could even be a thing it doesn't make any sense to me you have him under control for two more years i don't care what you can get prospect wise jared Kelnick could be the next grady sizemore you know julio rodriguez could be <coughs> the next you know whoever I, I don't even know who he's compared to but he's been you know he's a, a definitely a top tier prospect. Um, you you could give me all the prospects you want. It's not Jose Ramirez, somebody who is a fan favorite, who is again multiple time All Star, someone who is a multiple time top three MVP candidate, um, and just somebody who's just beloved in Cleveland. And I think that's that that's the main takeaway. Everybody loves Jose Ramirez. Who doesn't love Jose Ramirez? I I legitimately know nobody who dislikes Jose Ramirez. And the fact that this is even being brought up, it just makes me sick. And it, it, it has to change. It has to change. So giving up on the next handful of years because your pitching got hurt this year, it just seems so short-sighted. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make much sense to me. And I know that looking forward, the White Sox are always going to be the White Sox. You know, they just signed Lance Lynn long-term, and they have a lot of young players, and they, they'll go out and they'll pay premier dollar for for free agents. So they're you're going to compete with them um, when it comes to, you know, just being competitive and, you know, the... AL Central. And you also have like Kansas City that they started off nice and you know it was a nice story for the first month and a half, first six weeks of the season and then they kind of sputtered and now the Tigers are kind of playing a little bit better you know they have a lot of young pitching and a lot of potential there um, and they always, they're always a threat to potentially you know spend money and go out and sign a big name free agent potentially um and then you have the twins it's like well are, it's just a weird off year for them or you know what are they going forward and it just I, I just can't fathom the thought of giving up Jose Ramirez I just can't do it, it, it he is everything you want in a in a baseball player he's everything you want 
as a fan to root for someone that has this infectious energy you know almost chaotic energy um and is also just a really fucking good player and one of the best in baseball and it's just I'm, I'm just sitting here like you know i understand why you know somebody like john morosi tweets that out because it makes sense to the outside world it makes sense to people outside of cleveland like of course the indians they always trade their their fan favorite guys you know oh they're always you know you know the it's just another cleveland indian where they're going to trade him away and get more prospects and develop them and they'll play well and they'll retool and you know next thing you know you know those guys who played really well that they weren't able to sign to you know contract extensions and buy out a few years of their you know free agent uh you know free agency in order to get them you know the player more money um in the short term it's just the Cleveland Indian way but now you again you have the chance to to rebuild and and rebrand yourselves as this team that will at least attempt to say hey these are our guys and we're going to sign them long term and maybe that means the Indians become the Angels which is a team that you know struggles with I mean it's weird that the Angels have Shohei Otani right now they have Mike Trout yet they're not going to make the playoffs and they don't know how to develop pitching they're just a weirdly run organization um and the Indians they have the pitching like it, it just it just sucks it just sucks and I don't think it's ever going to happen or I don't think it's going to happen this year but the fact that you know it could potentially be coming it is one of those things where this is the perfect opportunity like I said to either completely rebrand and I know I've said this like a billion times but it's so important that I keep harping on it they could rebrand the Guardians into a normal baseball team that that will re-sign their players to a significant deal kind of like what the Brewers did nobody thinks of Milwaukee being this this big time market team yet they signed Christian Yelich long term you know who knows what they do to what they're starting pitching, but, it, you know, Christian Yelich is Christian Yelich. You know, he's an MVP, and he's one of those guys, like Jose, where you're, he's a guy that you're going to pay long-term, and you're going to enjoy him, to use a phrase from Paul Dolan, you're going to enjoy him because he's, like, your guy. He's that guy that you can latch on to and go, you're my favorite player. You know, you are you are what this team and what this this city kind of like, you know, gravitates towards. Or on the flip side, you trade Jose Ramirez and you completely alienate fans that have stuck around whether, you know, between name changes and whatever, and go, you know what, if if the Guardians are the same bullshit-run organization that won't re-sign their own players to, to contract extensions or, or long-term extensions, then 
Why am I why am I continuing to to be a fan of this team? They already pissed me off that you know they that they got rid of the beloved Indians name. They already changed their name to the Guardians, which I may or may not like. I'm not saying me, but I'm just saying like a, a, a hypothetical person. Yeah, they're they're still in Cleveland, but who knows how long how how long that's gonna be. And then they and 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 then they trade Jose Ramirez. They trend they trade my favorite player away. They trade away a multiple time All Star. They trade away a, a top three MVP candidate who's been a, a a multiple, like I keep saying, top three MVP candidate. Yet they do that. They trade him away. Well, I'm just not gonna be a fan anymore. I have no allegiance to the Guardians. The Guardians aren't the Indians. And I think that's something that I, I don't I don't necessarily think people or the front office really truly understands. Or maybe they do, and maybe this is all, like I said, a, a moot point, and they get an extension done with Jose. And, you know, there was a article earlier this week saying, talking about it, and how both sides would very much like a, a contract extension to be worked out. It just makes too much sense. It's right there. It, it's so obvious, especially when you look at the payroll right now at 38, was it 38 million, 40 million, 42 million, somewhere around there, to then increase the cash flow the next handful of years when you'd have to actually start paying Jose Ramirez back up to, you know, 80, 90 million dollar payroll. If you could feel the team like it is right now, why can't you do that with Jose Ramirez being paid 25 to 30 million dollars a year? It just doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, I I just don't understand it. Um that's why I'm so worked into a shoot over a, a potential Jose Ramirez trade because it just it just doesn't make much sense to me. And I, I just, I just can't fathom it. I legitimately can't fathom a Jose Ramirez trade. It would just be the, it would be the worst thing this organization has ever done. And I think it's a very delicate time in this franchise's uh, history. You know, not only is the lease thing up in the air, and I think they'll get that done. Um, eventually, whether it's a 10 or 15 year lease extension, I think they'll get it done. Um, but when it comes to the publicity of this team, you know, the, the PR of this team, the, the fan to team kind of relationship, I think it's, I think it's on thin ice. I, and I truly believe that. I think I think a Jose Ramirez trade could easily have people jump off the, the proverbial cliff of being a fan of, of, of the baseball team here in Cleveland. You know, not just the Indians. or in, It's not just because they're the Guardians now. It's it's because of everything. And it's just it's just sad. It's, it's honestly sad. And I hope this is all for nothing. I hope in a week... You know, we can look past the trading deadline and go, 
uh, Jose Ramirez trade was never truly going to happen. I hope in a year the Indians or the Guardians are like, we signed Jose Ramirez to a long-term deal, um, and everything else is just kind of, you know, put to bed. But you never know. And, and this is just all pure emotion. This is really no, uh, like, this isn't really like an analytical thing, even though it kind of is when talking about like the payroll, when, you know, you'd have to pay Jose Ramirez like long term. This is just pure emotion, like of just being a fan and, you know, stuff like that. So that's why I had to do this. And I know it's probably just a weird rant, a half hour rant, but. You know, I was just so... Just when I saw that, I was just so pissed. I was like, no, they can't do that. No, they can't do that. But then I was like, okay, well, maybe they could. You know, it it would make some sense, I guess. But just giving up, I just... I just it would make me sick, honestly. I, I wouldn't know. I don't think I could be a fan anymore. Like, legitimately, if they would... If they were to trade Jose Ramirez, whether at the deadline this year or in or this offseason, I just... I don't know. It, it's just not fun. You know, it's just not fun. I mean, you know, if you're listening to this, you're a fan. You know, it's it's not fun. You know, be becoming a fan, falling in love with certain players, certain really, really good players, and knowing that they're not here for the long term, unlike a lot of other teams that can go, this is our guy. Even... You know, even a, uh, like, the, I keep bringing up the Brewers because they're, they're such a similar, like, you know, team and how they, like, you know, view things. Like, Christian Yelich, like, imagine if the Indians went out and traded for Christian Yelich and he becomes an MVP just for them to have to trade him because they can't afford, you know, a, a seven-year, what, $200 million deal. And, I mean, it's not even, like, a crazy deal in in the grand scheme of things. And I, and I think Jose Ramirez would get a, a similar type, de- a very similar deal. Um, and I think he's a little bit more valuable than Christian Yelich, too. You know, so it, it just, it just doesn't make much sense to me. And that's why I did the rant. Do I feel better? No. Am I still very upset? Yeah. Am I still worked into a shoot? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at CaitlinNoCLE. That is Caitlin. K-A-T-E-L-A-N-Nose. K-N-O-W-S. And then C-L-E. also have another podcast. Uh, Lead Off Talk, a baseball podcast. You can check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I'm sure we'll do a podcast, you know, this week. Talking about the trading deadline coming up, um, and then we'll do definitely do a trading deadline recap. We always talk Indians, so if you want more Indians content and more baseball content, you know check that out. That is uh, Lead Off Talk, a baseball podcast. Just just look up Lead Off Talk. We're the only Lead Off Talk podcast on the podcasting app. So yeah, just check it out there. And as always, take it easy.